Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific need. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. Victor Antonio, welcome to the program. Selling is all about, really, it's, we're not selling a product, you're not selling a service, you're not selling value, you're not selling whatever you think you're selling, a solution. You're selling change. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. And this is why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. One day, this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. Never give in. Never give in. Never, never, never. In nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force. Never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. Americans traditionally love to fight. All real Americans love the sting of battle. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. Welcome back, patriots and free thinkers to the Liberty Tree Show. My name is Trent Ortner, and I'll be your host. Today with me, I have a, a friend of mine, Brian Nichols, is coming on the show to uh, talk about some polarization and some things going on in our country. Brian, welcome. What's up, Trent? How you doing, man? Good, good, brother. Always good. You got to stay good. You got to try, especially in the world today. I think I think the happy people are the people that are, are leading the charge because right now, I, I don't know, maybe it's just gotten in the Northeast. There doesn't seem to be a lot of hope. People seem really just down, depressed. And we'll see. 
I don't yeah. know. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how we can change that mentality unless we be the change. And that's why I say, you know what? Yeah, life's too yep. short. Be be happy. You you live in New York, right? That's what right now. Uh, no, I'm down in Philly. So I, I Philly, originally Philly. I'm from I, I New York. Not, I cannot remember what you, I, I knew. Um, so Philly, you just said that. Um, so yeah, like last night on my show, on my I had two guests. Um, they were both New Yorkers, mm. and they were talking about how um, just how people have changed over the last year. Yeah, how people have changed over over politics, like p- their friends. That um, and the, the people that I were talking, I was talking to are, are left leaning people like uh, well, they were very liberal. Yep. My, my yep. uncle was one of them. And he was talking about how um, after this vaccine mandate started taking hold, people changed like people, people changed. They stopped hanging out with people because they did or did not have the vaccine. They stopped um, being friendly. I, I yep. know I know yep. people that have gotten um angry to the point to where they they just completely cut off a friendship over over a vaccine mandate yep i've had people i mean let's get real right like i've had some really good friends tell me blatantly dude your ideas are dangerous i was like why like and and you can't there's there's an expression we have in the, in the sales world. That's my background for people who aren't aware because I mean I don't say it enough when I'm uh, doing anything I do. Um, but there's an expression we have. And by the way, I apologize, folks. I had a a nose procedure. Nothing cosmetic, but more so uh, the dry weather. Nose bleeds like crazy, and you have to get it cauterized. And now I'm sound like I'm uh, like all congested. No, it's just my nose being fun. Um, but no, once and and this is just like that. Now, once you hear it or once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I think that's what we're starting to discover is a lot of people have seen what would happen in the event that the air quote worst case scenario actually happened. And it's been revealing. I've had some very personal friends, like I said, not only say my ideas were dangerous, but I mean, I've had people go on to my show, give one star reviews, you know, people that were good friends from college saying, I used to have really great conversations with Brian, but now he's changed. Now he's part of the problem. And you're like, who, who, who are these people? I think it was actually uh, Austin Peterson. He's a good buddy of mine. And he had mentioned how he had somebody um, from high school, you know, message him randomly that he hasn't talked to saying, you know, how, how upset that he was that he's changed from high school. And he's like, doesn't everybody change? Aren't you supposed to? (laughs) Isn't that the point of growing up? Um, but yeah, I, I think we're seeing right now though, despite that, and, and I keep on going towards the people who are, I was, as we talk about in the Liberty world, the white pills in the world, right? I think there's a lot of things to look forward to because it, as I'm, I'm talking about in my move, as I'm going out to Indiana, leaving Pennsylvania, um, as I'm talking to, to people who have also consciously made those either decisions to, to take a step or are starting to just like to think about them themselves, uh, and decide if that's going to be something they're going to be moving forward. You're seeing almost a self kind of, uh, you know, just free flowing of people based on the, the the morals and the principles. And I think we're going to see that's the best option is if we can just all kind of sort ourselves based on our values and our beliefs. And as long as, and, and this is, speaks to the value of community, 
And I know we're going to yeah, talk a yeah, lot about absolutely. Yeah. And like, I know that that's kind of good, like go towards maybe the more, and we can have about this for a segue, right? Like the overarching theme of today is like this polarization mentality. If you have a society where everybody has been locked in their homes and been told, not only are you not allowed to go out and talk to your neighbors face to face, but your neighbors are dangerous. You don't know if they have a disease that you can't see. Sorry, it's a virus. Um, a virus you can't see that could get not only you sick, but could kill you. Yeah. Um, and and your and your grandma. Yeah. Your, your grandma's in danger. Your she's in real. She's in terrible danger. And and what we're seeing is is that mentality has permeated a lot of people's entire identity to the the point now that we have the importance of people being able to say, listen, I, I, I want you to be able to have your opinion. I think it's Michael Malice has a, a quote that's like this. He's like, I, I respect your opinion. I just don't want to, to be in a society where you know we, we govern together. It's something I'm butchering that as in my paraphrase. But right, right. That's, that is the society that we need to aim towards. But we have to be able to convey it in a way that becomes appealing. Because if we, if we want to avoid the polarization, which I think we all do, then we have to start being that change, getting out of our, you know, our, our bubbles where we are this, you know, and we see this a lot in the libertarian world. This is our fault because we're hyper individuals in many, uh, you know, many cases, and we don't really have strong uh, societal ties, community, community ties. And, and this is why the, the work that the Mises caucus is doing is so important because as long as you're, fo- yeah, yeah. Thumbs up guys, because when you're focusing local, you're able to make not only the local change, but then you can build those those local bonds and build that trust that's so important in establishing the trust going forward. Because too often, people look at anybody in politics, doesn't matter if they're left, right, Republican, Democrat, conservative, uh, libertarian, whatever it may be, they don't trust people in politics because they've been burned too many times. And we see this in the sales world. When people get burned too many times and their, their red flags are constantly up, what do they do? They embrace status quo. They don't want to change. They, they, they would rather embrace the pain that they have in what they know versus have the uncertainty and have yeah. their hopes raised up and then have everything just crushed. And I see this in the telecom cybersecurity world where you'll see somebody say, I mean, I literally had somebody say, yeah, we're set. I, I, you know, my, uh, my, my, my poor, uh, rep, he, he called into this company and we go through their calls and stuff and, and I was sitting down with them. And one of his calls, I was like, oh, this is a, this is a short one. Let's listen to this one. And the guy was like, yep, yeah, we're set. Talk to you later. Bye. And, 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 you know, it was one of those like, oh man, that guy. And, uh, you know, we kind of had a laugh and then fast forward a couple of months and uh, he goes, Hey, you remember that call where the guy was really rude to me? Uh, and he goes, and I go, yeah. And he goes, well, guess what? I called back. They got hit with a ransomware attack. And uh, they thought that their their cybersecurity company had you know all their their vulnerabilities covered. Nope. Um, yeah, and and it was one of those situations where it speaks to when people have been burned so much in the past that they're 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 just gonna be like, yeah, I'm not gonna explore other options. Why should I? Um, and we see this in politics too. That that safety. It's it's a safety yes. net. It's, it's it's like what 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 feels okay. Yep. Like people are, people are so afraid to go outside what doesn't feel comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we talk about this also in the sales world. I, you know, I always have this expression that drives people crazy, but everything in life is sales. And I don't care whether it's you're selling yourself, an idea, a product, a service, uh, uh, you're selling change though, at the end of the day. And this is something I had Victor Antonio. He's a sales legend. He was on my show and he was, you know, talking about the idea of selling change because 
what you're selling is not necessarily the, the product, but you're trying to get somebody from where they are to where they're going to be. And how right. do you get them there? You have to get them to not only reframe what they, they consider to be the solution, because they've probably already gone out and done their own research. And this is one thing that we as libertarians, we have to like good ideaing people to death. We don't like, we don't need people. I, my principles are more important than your principles. But not only that, like taking a step further, Trent, like stop giving people books constantly. Like stop, stop throwing books at people and expecting them to, to like get it by just saying like, read this book. That's not how your average person works. That's not how we worked. We didn't work in we terms of experience. Right. And, and there's something that hits you, right? There has to be that emotional button that it gets you going in terms of wanting to learn more. So in the sales world, right? We, this is why sales and marketing, I always say are BFFs because marketing is the constantly being in the work, like in the ether. So you're, you're top of mind. And sales is to help find when that time comes that the, the ball is put on the proverbial tee that we can knock it out of the park because we've aligned not only the messaging that our marketing is doing and aligning with what we know the common problems our vertical is experiencing, yeah. but yeah. then being confident in knowing that our solutions can solve the problem. And then going full circle, this is why when we get libertarians into office, it's important that we do what we say we're going to do. Because if libertarians get into office and they do the slightest bit different than what they say they were going to do, they will lose any ounce of credibility or trust that they would have garnered otherwise, because it's already tough for somebody to trust a politician, let alone right. a third party. And giving that third party a shot it takes even more from the prospect, in this case, the voter, to take that step. So we have to have that consciously in mind when we're going out and we're talking to people, because right now the instinct is to be polarized. And I think that's where we're going to be able to, to maybe take the conversations away from, you know, should the state be regulating and mandating you know, vaccines or should it be private businesses? That's that's a legal slash like, you know, employer contract argument. Let's win people on the hearts and minds issues, because that doesn't really require a physical like, you know, a, 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 if you were to use like um, the idea of the opportunity cost. Right. You're not having to do something and then losing something really in return when you're considering other options just yourself. When you go out and you actually make the vote. Right. There's a real consequence to your vote. Or if you go out and you say, you know what? I'm not going to go ahead and go through with my vaccine uh, mandate for my employer. There's a real consequence to that in terms of maybe losing your job. But in terms of people starting to think about things from the emotional individual standpoint, it gives them a chance to reflect on a lot of things without having to expend too much. And that's where, you know, podcasts, for example, what we're doing here in the conversations, I, I send my, my team inconspicuously to, you know, he, one of my uh, uh, SDRs today said something struck me funny. He goes, man, I really like Tim Dillon. I said, what do you like about him? He goes, he's just funny, but he's funny on the, the issues that are important like right now, but he does it through like a politics way. And I was like, oh, you like that, huh? He goes, yeah, I really do. And I said, you know who you might like? Go listen to Dave Smith. Dave Smith, actually, you know what you should do first? Go listen to his stand-up bit, Libertas, and then go ahead and check out his podcast, Part of the Problem. I think you might, uh, you might like him. 
And he, he actually he texted me literally like not even 20 minutes before we started today. And uh, he said, by the way, I watched that on lunch today. That was awesome. He watched the, the stand up <laughs> special. So like you can start to hit people who wouldn't. I mean, my SDR, he's in his early, early 20s, check, mid 20s. Check this out. Like, he's not market, like but he, he's he's paying attention. You know, now he's, he's entered into the conversation. There's like there's like 90 million people in this country that haven't voted in the last 10 years or 12 like that like uh, 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 this is a very roundabout number but it's it, it, it's close to it 37 to 41% of the of the voting age population have not voted. Yep. Um and we when you look at the statistics for the people that also did not get the vaccine you have to you have to see some sort of overlap there with that, uh, who the people are because I, to me I feel like we have this large group of people that we aren't marketing ourselves to. Yep. Like we're trying, we're trying to win over leftists. I, I don't, I don't, or, and right and Republicans. No, I don't try market. to win over. I don't try to win over either side of those. I try to win over the people that aren't voting. Yep. Like, like, cause that, that those are the people that the silent, they are the silent majority and they haven't, they haven't been voicing their, their themselves at all. Yeah. You have to know your market. Um, I mean, this is this is something that's important. Again, going back to the sales world, you have to know your market. If you're yeah. selling ice, you don't need to sell it to Eskimos. Like, stop. Right. And that's not a slight towards our good friend Eskimo Libertarian. But you you don't need to to focus on going after the people who aren't in the market to be buying what you're selling. Right. Because right. if you're just trying to push the product, push the service and you're going to feature and benefit them to death, it's going to be obvious, right? You have Everybody wants to try to argue with like Ugh. people on like, you know, they, they, you get, you see on Twitter specifically, you see people just shit posting on leftists and rightists trying to get, trying to argue with them. Those aren't the people that, that need to be, that need to be addressed. Like they are, they are sold in their views. Their, 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 their viewpoints are not going to change. You are not going to change those. Well, well hey, even, you might be able to. And, and let me let me push back a little bit, but not even a pushback. More so, think maybe think about it this way: you might not be able to change their mind with a qualifier right now, right? Right. right. You, you don't need to enter into the the argument. You don't need to enter into the debate. What right, you can right, do right. is you can start setting narratives that are completely antithesis to theirs. And instead of trying to win people over by showing that your argument's better, just show how your solution will help solve the problem better. You don't have to like say like versus this guy, just show what you can do. And right. then by that very nature, you will not only win other people who are paying attention's opinion towards you in the favor, but now regardless of whether that person wants to or not, back to what we talked about at the very beginning, once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? Yeah, you and, can't, yeah. And that seed has now been planted. Now they can they can have the cognitive dissonance for a hot sec, and they can they pretend like they didn't hear it. Like I think it was a uh, Ibram Max Kennedy. I think he had a tweet or something like that that ended up getting debunked by um uh, James Lindsay. Like it, it it was oh you know what it was it was talking about how um how there was more oh there was more people who had. Uh, pretended to to put in like Native American or something like that on uh, applications for colleges. And he was saying how, or it was white people doing it and how mm -hmm. they had gotten accepted in and how um, he was like, that just shows, this just shows that, uh, you know, it's white supremacist culture, obviously a trend. And, um, and James Lindsay's like, wait, but they got in based on what their, 
their application status. And it's like, didn't that just defeat your entire argument? And, he's, and then it just goes into like the, the, you know, the Twitter argument back and forth of trying to explain. And this is something I talk about a lot as well. When you're explaining, you're losing. So once yeah. you, once you reset the narrative and you get other people on board for that one person, yeah, now they're kind of like spiraling into, you know, their, their abyss, but also the people who are watching on that side, right? The, the people who maybe you weren't, they weren't in your market. Now, suddenly you, you've put a chink in the armor and, and now they might be open to hearing some things from a different way. Like there was, um, there was my buddies who he was a big fan of the young Turks. And then he listened to, uh, what's, what's the video gamer guy? Um, Oh, oh I don't, you know who I'm, I'm talking sure. about? The the no, I I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't get Hassan get Hassan Piker. That's his name. Um, okay. Yeah, there's there's Chenk. There's uh the I forget the lady's name, and then there's there's the Hassan Piker. And basically, what he does is he just he he will monologue while he plays video games, I guess, and mm. talks about politics. And uh, my my buddy from from home, he was a big Hassan Piker fan. Um, you know, he he was pretty big leftist, and and he would really watch the uh, the the video streams, and he was a big video game nerd and stuff too. And um, as he watched Hassan Piker more and more, he realized that he was just regurgitating like just stereotypical leftist talking points, and like he would like go back and watch videos from years earlier and see like not only has his opinion changed, but like there's no there's no rationality behind the switch. It just, yeah. it's, it's just morphed. And that right there, that speaks to why credibility, why, why maintaining that trust is so important because yeah. if, if you're just, if you're just going to go with whatever's popular, it's why it's so easy for the defiant L's Twitter to just destroy and, like, and nuke, nuke people in the blue checks, particularly because I mean, you have your joy reads of the world who, who will, you know, have some bombastic tweet and then give it not even what six months. And then you'll have the exact opposite because the, the, the opinion swayed, right. The, the right. contemporary opinion has swayed. So knowing that, you know, while you're, you, while it's easy to nuke those people and go dunk on those people from the, oh, look how stupid this person is. Don't, don't do that. Just go out and, and be better, right? Yeah. That that will win people over more. People will pay attention to the good companies more just by the sheer nature that they're good companies. Um, because people want to do business with people who are like them, but also who people who make them feel good. Um right. and, and that's that's just human nature. Like you don't want to associate with with negative people. And if you do, it's because you yourself are likely a negative are, person. Are neg- yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you don't see a positive person hanging out with a bunch of negative people. No, and you don't see a bunch of. I mean, I'm. It sounds so mean, but like you don't see a bunch of winners hanging out with a bunch of losers. Like, yeah, and that's something true. that we need to like start to elevate ourselves. Like, do we want to be the the group of people who is just known for the online trolling and you know the the doing doing the, the enough to get in the purview, but not enough to take that next step. Yeah. And and when we take that next step, are we prepared to uh, like to, to, to comprehend the responsibility that that's going to come with? Because if not, then we're going to blow it and we're going to ruin the opportunity that will will be presented to us. And it will turn people not only away from us, but it will get people actively against us because then yeah. it will give them something to say. Remember when all those libertarians were saying that they were going to make things better by their awesome solutions? We gave them power and look what they did nothing not only that they did make things worse because they couldn't stop arguing with themselves that's a great future to look into i i think that um if we gave 
somebody a really good chance that was rounded and knew what he was doing mm-hmm. and was what it was able to lead and had 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 a, had a leadership personality and presented that type of person to um actual people to make change like you're talking about um i, I think that and, and and then he went in and did all that change and change things and that whatever area he's at um people would be like wait you know i'm glad that we paid attention and we did this and then hopefully maybe that that'll spread where people will pay, actually be paying attention and stop re- reading the cliff notes off of off of cnn or uh fox news and getting their opinion based off of mega corporations that are spending billions of dollars to misinform you yeah well and, like, and right there that's that is the importance of my catchphrase like if i was if i was woody from toy story and you pulled my string in the back it's mm. meet people where they're at not only in terms of the issues they care about but also where are they having these conversations right and you right. look at like who we should be talking to the like when you talk about the the old like corporate media right the, the msnbc's the cnn's the the cbs's abc's of the world yeah the fox news is of the world right they are the boomer like older gen x media and yeah. a majority of those people, just reality, are not our market. My grandfather-in-law, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to convince him on monetary policy, right? Like, like he, he would, whatever he is stuck on, he, it's his thing. But if I was talking to him, because he we use you know feisty about it one day, and I just wanted to you know have a conversation. I know even though he's not necessarily going to change his mind on it. Back to the point we we're talking about before, the people who are listening they might. Right? Yeah. And and I think right there is to know that even though he's not the market, right? That the people who we could be talking to and going back to like where to find them, Gen Zers, right? I I, I did this back um I think it's probably in the summertime I talked about this on my show. Uh there's a, a great book it was called Z Economy by Jason Dorsey. It was talking about Gen Z. And you look at who they are, not just as a, a generation, but kind of uh, like look at the, the realities of who they are, right? They are a society or rather a generation that the smartphone is the status quo technology. Um, and think about what comes with that. Like they have grown up in a, in a society where anything of question can be instantly looked at and found out in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I remember like a short 15 years ago having, Dude. yeah, you have to like, you know, go to the computer lab at least, right? Like to, to log on to a computer. Now you can just go oh, ahead and just, decimal system. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Go to the library, man. Find find your thesaurus and look up the different words. Uh, and then and then you'd have to make sure that you, you put the book back. Otherwise, uh, you get charged a late fee. That's how my school used to do it, at least. Yep. Um, yep. But uh, anyways, I, I, I think if we start to meet those people who are our target market, um, going back to the, the Gen Z, why? Why Gen Z? Because they are individualist mindset. They see the, the benefit of the opportunity that comes with not only the technology, but the individual, uh, like the autonomy that comes with it. 
we're going to see, and uh, my, my good uh, buddy and co-host, Chris Goizet and I, we're going to do a show on this soon, um, Web 3.0, and, and focusing on where the future is going, this peer-to-peer, exactly, oh, meta, that's right, yeah, somewhere, um, you know, alien, alien, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, is just getting ready to, to take over, it's going to be were, terrifying. They were talking about that last night, they're going to they're gonna create a meta version of me, of me, like, scolding people on talking points <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Well, I mean, God forbid we get there. Let's let's go to like the, the good future where internet's decentralized <laughs> and you're able to, you know, have crypto technology not only the the uh to help with getting rid of the financial uh burdens of our monetary system, but look at the benefits of blockchain across the board and in ways Elon we- Musk. I think Elon Musk is going to is going to help usher us into that because he's already trying to uh to cre- create a a worldwide um internet access like and uh as far as like wi-fi like that's that's they're they're like that's one of their their next goals and i really appreciate his vision and people want to talk shit about him like i I, i've never seen anything that he's done or said that has made me think his character is crappy or that he has the right and he has the wrong intentions he's a super billionaire he's made a fuck ton of money but it does not mean that him as a person is a bad person he he at least has given back he has helped blockchain technologies he has helped with like uh cryptocurrencies and he's he's helped boost it he's made people money he's you know like all, all kinds who else do you see out there that's doing stuff like that right well and people hate success i mean and that, that's that's been ingrained in our mentality as a society for I think of it, your your any movie, right? Like the the evil corporate billionaire, <laughs> like that's you know twists his mustache with his monocle. That's been the mentality of the the millionaire, the billionaire, and Elon is kind of switching that mold. And it's important yeah. that he's doing that because it's speaking to the importance of not only the the value he brings with the wealth, but the cultural implications as well. I mean, think about what he's able to do in terms of being able to now help reset conversations because he is part of the mainstream conversation. You go to Twitter, he's getting, you know, millions of favorites and, and retweets. And I mean, it was Bernie, right? Yeah. He, he responded yeah. to Bernie. <laughs> Bernie's yeah. going after billionaires and, and Elon yeah. just is like, I forgot you're still alive. Um, yep. Or nope. no, I think it was more, I think it was more harsh. And he said, I, I, I thought you were dead. Or I said, I thought, I forgot you're not dead yet or something like that. Like, and, <laughs> and that conversation, like it goes back to the, what I was saying before, reset the, the narrative. Like it's no longer a conversation about Bernie and talking about taxing billionaires. It's Elon just roasting him. <laughs> right. Um, he, he, and, and it has value. Like- He's like 20 miles away from me right now. Like yeah. they, like I, the SpaceX. Uh, Give him a shout. Tell him to come over and do the show with us. I, 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 I would love to. <laughs> I would love Stop to meet by. Elon Musk uh, and McGregor here. They have, they have, uh, they, they, that's where they build the rockets. Okay, gotcha. Well, I mean, he's and I, I also, I to the point you were raising before, like the, he has critics, and mm-hmm. and there's definitely merit to the arguments of you know, especially like the subsidies, but. It goes back to like playing the game, right? You have you have paid how much in your life in taxes? Um, I cannot blame 
anyone for trying to get a piece of that back. Right. Um, and, and, and like, I understand like cronyism and we are against cronyism, but to, to say that Elon himself is a, like, you know, a crony capitalist, I just, I, I can't, I can't be on board with that because you see in not only what he, the way he talks, but the way he presents information, you're, it's obvious that he's not on board with this hyper leftist progressive mentality. And I can tell you too, like when people do like talk shit about him and it does get exposure, I've never seen him not once. I've never seen him um, retaliate or um, comment back. I, I've, I've never, or even engage no. at all in that conversation. No. Well, and isn't there something to learn there, Trent? Uh, I, I know that d- definitely there's definitely something to learn. You there. don't need to engage in every debate, every argument, every accusation, like who was it? There's a great quote and uh, it's silence cannot be misquoted. Um, you don't need to, to put like, just because you think it does not mean you not only do you not need to say it. You don't need to tweet it. You need to, to post it in a Facebook, uh, you know, a reel yeah. or, or something or a TikTok. Uh, like, just don't think about it first. It's like the email rule. If you're angry and you're typing a furiously written email and you're getting ready to hit that send button and you know it's going to like 15 people in the contact list, the company, time out, wait, wait the sec. next morning and <laughs> reread your email. And if you feel the thing is that important to where you have to send it that that second. Well, and this is where we have to learn uh, some some personal restraint. Uh, But like, look at that email. And if you still feel that everything you said was well written, and it probably was, um, but that you need to say the certain things that you're saying in such a way, hit the send button. But nine times out of 10, in my experience, I almost always will revise the email or I will delete the email entirely because it's just not worth it. Um, I, I find, I, I have not only found, but I continue to find a lot of value in not dwelling on things that number one, I have no control over. And number two, things that really don't matter. Uh, people's opinions of me that really, you know, don't matter. Do they, should they matter to me? No. What, what, you know, people halfway across the world are doing, should it matter to me? I mean, a little bit, but right now in my immediate sphere, no, what's more important, my, my immediate circle, right. And my community. And, and we see this where we have to get back to focusing on bettering ourselves. This is what uh, Mark yeah. Claire, yeah. Jason Stapleton, um, and I, I don't know why. Like, there's an argument about like which way to go. Like, do you better yourself or do you do politics and do like liberty politics? I'm over here. I'm like, we need both. Not only should you, why, do both, why do you, why do you have to choose? Like, why can't you? Right. Well, not only not only should we do both, we need both because you can't like you can be the best version of yourself. But there, like, there's still the importance of, of like knowing that there are bad things happening to other people. You have to have empathy. And, and here, here's a, a very good point I want to make on that. You know, that people used to talk about all the time um, with go- government overreach, like uh, the, the Holocaust and how people do you want do you want to end up in a boxcar one day, blah, 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 blah. 
And then, you know, that's always kind of been distant in your mind like you, when you hear that argument, like, well, I mean, I doubt I'll hear I'll be in a boxcar one day. But, you know, actually in Australia, if you um, aren't vaccinated, you're you're getting ready to go to the train station to go to this new re whatever. I can't remember what they called it. it it's a it's a, uh, a, a a reform camp. And that's happening in Australia. Like it, like it's not here yet but that that type of that type of 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 manufactured fear and um the government stepping in to try to seize control and power grab is coming is coming and people the longer we fight each other and the longer that we fucking pick battles with each other that don't matter that don't matter to you and don't matter to anybody else the weaker we're going to be when that final event or the, when that battle actually comes to your front door. Yeah. And this is what, I mean, I, I have an episode, not sure when this episode we're recording here is going to air, but uh, on Tuesday, um, so this is airing on Tuesday as well. Cool. So Mark Claire and I had a conversation and this is something that he was talking about. Like it, it's, it's not, it's not playtime anymore. Uh, and, and, and frankly, like this is why I, I grow so tired trend of useful idiots um like if you look at the libertarian party the, the 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 political entity that is the national libertarian party as your big social club like pardon my french but get the fuck out because yeah. it it's it's not it's not only disrespectful to people who want to make things better for other people like like not only should we be able to look at people being put in cages for smoking marijuana like a plant as an abhorrent crime but we should do everything in our power to not let that happen like like and and that's why just saying you know what it's not impacting me i don't care it's the like hey i got nothing to hide who cares right. if the patriot act act exists like yeah i'm might, not a terrorist right like it might back not in be- 2001 you weren't right now you are and, and like yeah you can make as much <laughs> money as you want right and you can have as much personal autonomy as you want but that still doesn't take away the fact that like you also have to have a society to function like if if you're having a society where it is so impossible for people to live their lives, like where do you think this personal wealth and autonomy is going to come from? Like you need to be able to have a populace that can like actually function and, and be able to engage in commerce freely. And that requires us to get people who are going to use those power mechanisms that are already in place for negatives to get them at least out of the way and put people yes, in, in yes. positions who will not use those or at least get rid of those positions of power so they can't be used in the future. Like, otherwise, we're, we're just, we're, we're, we're not going to play the game because we feel so proud of ourselves for not playing the game because we know that the rules of the game aren't fair. So to show how right we are, we're just not going to play until the games right. of the rule are fixed. It's like, Oh, oh, and how are you going to fix the rules? How are you going to change those rules? Well, we're just gonna. It's like, okay. We, we have a plan. Don't worry. We have a plan, right? <laughs> Last guy on the, the plane uh, looking to the guy behind him and then realizing there's no guy behind him. Uh, yeah, no, there. that's sometimes how I feel like, and, and that, listen. That I, mindset's got to go. That, 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 like, that, that mindset yes. of, 
of, of somebody else taking words out of my mouth. Yes. Problem. Yes. I can't stand that. Like, yeah, like that's a lot of the reason why I'm doing so much is because I, I've, I, I can't, I can't be like, well, somebody should, you know, you need to, if yes. you're listening to this, you need to do something. You need to do something. Now you need to get up. You need to get off your ass and go find somebody, go find your neighbors, go find people around you that are willing to build a group, build an organization, build some sort of community. We don't have community anymore. We don't have neighborly, neighbor, people aren't neighborly anymore, even in like really nice neighborhoods. Like it's still very secular. Yep. And we've gotten away from that. And we're, we're going to, we're coming to a part in history that was going to be looked at where we're, we're going to need those people in that community. And we're going to need the type that, that type of uh, welfare that exists. Yeah. Um, well, we need to, and if I may, like, yeah, we just need to be nice to each other too. Like, like it's, take a step back, man. Don't, you don't have to like, and you don't have to argue with somebody regardless. Just think about it for a second. And it's not difficult. Like it's the golden rule. Treat others the way that you would want to be treated. And always assume positive intent. I, I mean, like I have had, I'm not going to, I'm not kidding. This is a real, real thing that happened to me um, a couple weeks ago. Um, I do phone calls with my team because I'm a sales uh, leader and I, I, I can't coach somebody if I don't know what they're experiencing on right. a day basis. So I'm, right, I'm doing the sure. calls with them. And uh, I call this one guy 